Chase Carter, and today we have the privilege and honor to talk about the late, great, the phenomenal, the amazing, the incredible, the icon, the one, the only, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and uh, may he truly rest in peace. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, would you please welcome the one, the only, Mr. Hilbity Bob Joe. Well, it's about damn time he gave me a proper introduction, you yellow bastard, you. It's great to have you back, Mr. Bob. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing just fine. And it's really awesome, boss, that we get to sit here and talk about possibly one of the greatest wrestlers of all time who had the best charisma. He was definitely popular, definitely over with the crowd. And not only that, he did so much for the sports of wrestling and WWE and did so much for NXT and made NXT what it is today as he was the guy who worked behind the scenes, the guy that you didn't see, and actually uh, a guy that, that everybody considered like a father figure. And uh, it's, uh, it's absolutely very tragic when we heard the news that he passed, boss, and uh, I just want to say rest in peace to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You're gone, but you're never forgotten by God. Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank y'all guys for joining us. And we're here to talk all about the American Dream, Dusty Rose. And we're going to talk about uh, top ten things you may have not known about the American Dream, Dusty Rose. And we're going to go over some of them right now. And make sure you share this live stream, uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we really appreciate that. And make sure you subscribe to the WWE All Results Radio. As we're going to be providing you, ladies and gentlemen, with all the latest WWE news and rumors, or our all wrestling news podcast that we do uh, pretty much every weekend, and a Legacy of Legend podcast we do every uh, weekend as well, and Mr. Bob Joe's podcast on uh, Sunday, which will be tomorrow, the Buckaroo Redneck Ranch podcast with an all new episode coming up your way tomorrow. So make sure y'all tune in tomorrow as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, number ten we got on our list, which is a very sad one. He died on the same day as John Wayne. It says, Dusty Rhodes uh, loved the famous uh, actor uh, John Wayne, as uh, did millions of people who grew up with Wayne as a major film star. Rhodes was uh, even referred 
to him during a famous Hard Times promo and comparing himself to her, her horrific her hero babyface Rasser and a legendary actor. There are two uh, bad people. It says one uh, with John Wayne and uh, his uh, dead brother and the others right here. And it says now Dusty has another thing in coming common because both men are dead on July on June the eleventh. Wayne uh, passed away on uh, 1979, and uh, those things that literally you're uh, really nothing positive as says you want to say about a man dying. But at least you can say a Dusty is sharing the date with a man that uh, admired him so much. A lot of wrestling fans grew up idolizing Dusty, just as uh, he did with Wayne. So perhaps uh, those two legends are having some kind of wonderful discussion in the afterlife. Uh, your thoughts on that, Mr. Hibbaugh? Well, that's very touching, uh, you know, very emotional, uh, very uh, sad time. You know, when you hear an American Dream pass away the same day as uh, John Wayne, there's something that is iconic. I, I, some people would say con that's that's nice, but on the other hand, it's very sad. But uh, at least they're up in heaven, uh, maybe having a nice drink, nice nice cup of wine or something, and talking about the good old times. All right, well, let's uh, move on here with our top ten facts. And once again, we want to thank everybody for joining us here today for the Legacy of Legend podcast. Talking about the American Dream, Dusty Rose. Number nine on our list, Summer Rae was going to be uh, Kylie Summer Rae until Dusty Rose uh, spoke up for her. And Summer Rae uh, isn't necessarily a big name in WWE, but uh, she is an example of a company bringing in a pretty girl that had no experience in wrestling, then uh, trusting Dusty Rhodes to help this young talent to become a good all-around performer. After Dusty uh, passed away, uh, she shared a wonderful story on Instagram about how Dusty uh, stood up for her when uh, she w when uh, she was uh, given the name Kylie Summer. And uh, she didn't explain uh, where uh, Kylie came from, but perhaps there was a thinking of a singer, Kylie, uh, for that. As, as Summer I mentioned, that uh, she didn't think that the uh, it is a bad name, but Nessie spoke up in front of the whole class at uh, FCW. Ain't no star named Mother Effin' Kylie Summers. And Dusty uh, went on to the place... A call to somebody else in WWE office, and then her name was changed to Summer Rae because it sounded much better. Summer uh, praised him a lot for uh, saying that nobody supported a talent the way that Dusty did. Your thoughts on that, Mr. Bob? That is just goes to show you what a great man the American Dream Dusty Rhodes was. He knew what was best for business. He knew what sounded best for business, and. He knew his uh, research in WWE. He knew his research in history and wrestling. And when you go back and look at that, you're going to say American Dream. He was a, a mastermind of the business. And what he stood up for her, you know, it just showed that he has a lot of compassion, a lot of uh, passion for the business, and that he cares about the superstars as well 
as their names and what they're called as, and I thought that was real touching. I think so as well. Let's move on. Our number eight on our list is says he thought that Kevin Owens well, was named a Keith Stern and says there are many wonderful stories after uh, sh- looks like shared after Dusty died and some of them uh, which was very funny. And at one of them, Sammy Zane and on Twitter and mm-hmm. showed uh, how people laughed at things that Dusty did. When WWE uh, first uh, brought in Kevin Owens who uh, was known by his uh, real name, Kevin Steen, before that. And then he was supposed to uh, be there, observed, uh, by others, and it uh, looks like we're during the first week at WWE Performance Center. But whatever the reason was, Dusty decided to call up Kevin to do some sort of promo. And what was interesting about the moment was Dusty... Uh, called uh, Nip Steam to go there. Nobody answered because uh, there was nobody where the name uh, as real name on a stage name. While people were uh, sitting there awkwardly, William Regal uh, elbowed Kevin and told him to go up there because he uh, assumed that Dusty was talking about him. That led to Kevin uh, doing his promo in front of everybody while Dusty thought his name was Nip uh, Nipstein. Apparently that led to a lot of wrestlers laughing about that moment. And then they uh, can now look back out in a finery as a tribute to Dusty getting his name wrong. Owens uh, has actually changed his uh, Twitter display name to Nip uh, Sting in the honor of this joke. Uh, your thoughts on this, Mr. Bob? Well, you know, it's just uh, it's one of them kind of things that happens, you know. Uh, you get the name wrong and you kind of laugh about it, you know. And that's really something that, you know, even after Dusty's gone, we still have something, you know, Dusty Rhodes left us something we can still be uh, smiling about. And we want to thank him for that, by God. He, he was obviously a great guy with a great sense of humor. And, you know, he just got the name wrong. And I thought that was, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on here. Number seven on the list. He has brothers-in-laws uh, with Jerry uh, Swags and Fred Alterman. Uh, Dusty uh, was married twice. The first woman uh, named Sandra... And then he married Michelle, who had, uh, it looks like he was married for 38 years. That's an amazing accomplishment there. Well, interesting that Dusty's the wrestling family has since passed his own sons because uh, he is also a brother-in-law for wrestlers uh, Jerry Swags of the Nasty Boys and Fred Auckland, who wrestled in, uh, looks like, Thug Boy. Uh, looks like in WWE as well as an infamous uh, Shockmaster in WCW. It also says in this report, it says the Nasty Boys had a decent run as a tag team in both WWE and WCW. It is not like fans where they were uh, clamoring of the singles and push of Swags and Knox who that remained a team that was able to win some tag team gold along the way. Ackman uh, 
looks like fouled. Fill the role of a solid big man and fit as a large then life character in wrestling in the early late 1980s and in the early 1990s. Even though most people laughed about how the failure of the Shockmaster character, Ackman uh, was pretty good man, big pretty big man. When uh, given a chance in the ring, and says the other uh, family news, Cody's godfather is a wrestler, looks like Magnum T.A., who was a rival and ally of Dusty whenever they wrestled together for many years. Very interesting there. Your thoughts on that, Mr. Bob? What's great wrestling history? We're learning a lot here already by you just talking about these fun facts about Dusty Rhodes. And uh, I think these fans are getting more educated about Dusty Rhodes. And we're learning more and more about the late, great Dusty Rhodes. That's the reason why I love doing these uh, Legacy Legend podcasts with you, boss. All right, let's talk about number six on our list. He named his uh, dog T. It looks like uh, T.Y. Blake, Ty Blake, after Seth Rollins' R.O.H. character. And it says his nugget uh, came from Wrestling Observer Wrestling Show. Dave Meltzer talked about uh, to Rob, who uh, worked closely with Dusty Rhodes in the FCW and NXT, as an assistant there. Is pretty random story about how Dusty was really fond of a current WWE champion, Seth Rollins. Rollins was the first NXT champion and some somebody that Dusty generally loved because of his natural ability as a wrestler and uh, shared a, a story about several years ago. Dusty got a new dog and it says they named it Tide Black. And then we later learned that the name, uh, when Dusty told him to go back, uh, looks like go take uh, Ty Black for a walk. So uh, Naylor asked if the dog's name, and apparently it was. And it was uh, notable that, uh, that Roland's uh, character, R Ring of Honor, was Tyler Black. And that kind of uh, thing just shows, just even though Dusty was a boss to a lot of these guys. He admired them so much that uh, he would do things like name his dog after a character name that Rollins had before WWE. Your thoughts on that, Mr. Bob? Well, honestly, I did not know anything about that. That's a great, a great note there, fun fact. And that's why I love doing this stuff. And it's very interesting, very fun. Number five on our list, uh, he started a turnbuckle championship wrestling in 2000. It says, what's uh, others, looks like often overlooked in his uh, career, in that Dusty eventually started his own promotion called the Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling. That ran from 2000 to 2003. The company was uh, based out of Georgia, where Dusty was a popular star, so he uh, figured he might as well give his own company a try. The TCW roster was uh, his actively wrestling to the mix of people that needed work after the deaths, looks like, of ECW and WCW. He said even though Dusty was in his 50s, he would still wrestle from time to time as well. 
And it also says his uh, TCW Heavyweight Championship were uh, Glatter and uh, from WCW, Glacier from WCW. And Scotty Riggs from WCW, ECW, veteran uh, Barry Windham, who uh, worked everywhere. And, of course, Dustin Rollins, whenever he was uh, on one of his breaks from WWE. And the company had some uh, mid-success leading uh, to them branching out of Florida because Dusty was such a big name out there. And it says, but they never really uh, took off. And the promotion died in uh, 2003 when uh, Dusty signed a deal to go back for uh, TNA Wrestling. Your thoughts on this, Mr. Hillary Bob? Well, that's another interesting fun fact. You know, a lot of us uh, probably did not know that he had his own wrestling company. And um, so he did a great job and he went for three years. You know, a disappointment that he didn't get to go longer uh, than that. But it, sometimes it's hard to get uh, rolling, you know. And uh, even though they're real popular in the area, they're just not well established all around. Number four on our list, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to thank you all guys for joining again for joining us. Jimmy Hart uh, wrote his uh, name. It looks like his theme song, Common Man. And here we go. And it says, uh, Dusty Rhodes had one of the most iconic songs in WWE history because anybody that heard it will remember it. American Dream. It's just a common man. Working hard with his hands. And just a common man. Working hard with his man. Just a lot more to it. But there's a beginning of people remember the most. What's uh, the so cool about the song is that it actually is written by a famous WWE Hall of Famer manager, Jimmy Hart. Alongside with J.J., and uh, who also a uh, gifted musician who helped so many wrestlers with, with theme songs. And as it represented, that made Rhodes special because it's a common man. Speeches were uh, just a gimmick of a wrestler to use to get over. <clears throat> and it says, so who, so who he is uh, as, as a man and wrestler. And if you saw him, you know... Uh, he looked like a regular guy that happened to be a really good at wrestling, too. Your thoughts on this, Mr. Bob? Well, that's, again, that's something that we did not know. And uh, Jimmy Hart, the guy who wrote it, one of the most greatest managers ever to step, step in the side of the ring and join. And sometimes you see Jimmy Hart in the ring. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Hart's still going strong today. And I want to applaud him on that. I mean, that guy, I hope in the near future, we do a Legacy Legend podcast on him as well because he truly deserves the spotlight that we're, that we're giving Dusty Rhodes here as well. No doubt about that. All right, let's move on. And uh, he uh, feud uh, for the WWF title with Billy Graham in 1997, the W. WWF title in 1997. Make sure we get that right. <laughs> Rhodes was uh, known mostly for his successful career as part of the NWA in 1970s to 1980s. 
while not officially going to WWE until 1989, and lasting for about 18 months before moving on. It says, however, though, he was also a part of a high-profile feud from a WWF champion star, superstar, Billy Graham, in 1970s. It also says, for those of us that weren't uh, alive whenever the feud was going on, it's tough to grasp how big it was one of the most biggest names for the NWA to feud with the WWF champion. Though several huge matches with Rhodes and popular babyfaces character challenger that uh, would win the matches by countout or disqualification, Graham was a fantastic heel that always knew how to rye up the fan, rout the fans. And they had a dozen of matches in 1997, 90, 78, 1977, 78, my bad, from when Graham was in the WWF champion, the most 1977, and then after he lost the title to Bob Backlund. The chemistry that it had, pretty incredible, and so that uh, that's why he kept going back to the match. Also, it says one of their uh, famous matches uh, was the Texas Bull Rope, Bull Rope match and a solid out, uh, sold out Madison Square Garden, and it was uh, over for about seven minutes. Then Rudes uh, beat the hell out of Graham, uh, bloodied him, and won by a count out. That was uh, back whenever WWE uh, booked so many uh, count-out and, and disqualification finishes as a way of necessary uh, rematches. When people think of Dusty in WWE, they immediately think of the uh, Focum Dots run, but uh, it was really in 1977 and 78 whenever he feuded with Graham where uh, he made a huge name for himself. Your thoughts on this, Mr. Hitler Evolve? Well, you know, again, that's great history, and he learned so much from one of his arch rivals, arch emesis, Billy Graham, one of the most greatest uh, wrestlers healed back then, and, you know, my, way before a lot of our times. But when you got a bull rope match, you know it's going to be extreme, it's going to be hardcore. And that really helped, like they said in this report, really helped the American Dream get on his uh, feet, get on the map, and everybody started to recognize him and take a notice of him. All right. And the number two we got on our list, ladies and gentlemen, he actually uh, started out as a heel. It says, while Dusty Rhodes will be remembered as one of the most popular and best baby fa uh, face wrestlers of all time, he actually uh, made his first expression and wrestling as a heel. His, his uh, career started in 1968 uh, when uh, he was uh, 23 years old. And he quickly formed a tag team with his close uh, friend, Dick, and then as it was known as the Texas Outlaws in the AWA. He worked with mostly as a heel and those in their first few years before breaking out as a babyface. By 1974, he was saw as a lot of potential in him in a Florida territory where he ran by Eddie uh, Graham. And so uh, they did a big angle where the tag team partner 
Park Song and his manager Gary Hart that turned on him during a tag team match by accidentally striking Rose while they were uh, doing a tag team move. It wasn't really an accident, though. And says, so Dusty fired back on Song and Hart, and that led to uh, Dusty becoming a beloved babyface as uh, he sought revenge against the former allies. It was uh, soon after this when uh, Roots uh, became a breakout babyface wrestler that was uh, loved by so many in the South and all over the world. And it may not have happened without the this early days as a heel. Your thoughts on this, Mr. Bob? Well, you know, uh, you all have to start somewhere. And I think, you know, he started out as a bad guy and then he transformed into a good guy, which is actually a good way to start out. And uh, I think that really helped his career to get him to where he was uh, later on in his career that made him get so over with the crowd. And it's amazing, as good as Dusty Rhodes is, that he can play both sides of the field. It's truly remarkable. It, 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 you know, not everybody can do that, can transform from a face to a heel and be good at it, but the American Dream Dusty Rhodes was good at it on both sides. All right, and number one we got on the list. And well, again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, he won over 50 titles in his career and none in WWE. Remarkable, huh? And it says in this report here, we're going to read it to you now. There is a lot of wrestlers in history of the business that uh, have uh, won maybe 15 or 20 major titles that were considered a lot. John Cena been from 15 uh, WWE World uh, Championships. And that is a huge number because of the most that anybody in that company. A guy like Edge, who had a great WWE career, he saw uh, the winning total of 31 titles. These numbers are very impressive. But the American Dream Dusty Rose went to another level because he won a whopping 50 titles in his career. As we know in wrestling, the titles are just based on a booking decisions, and some which uh, Dusty, since uh, he was a booker uh, for a lot of years, and still uh, pretty amazing to know that uh, he wrestled uh, long enough to estimate 50 championships, to accumulate 50 championships. His greatest uh, title accomplishment was becoming a three-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion uh, which was the highest honor and somebody could uh, receive where uh, he worked. While uh, his career uh, would be great, and even without any accomplishments, it was those titles that really made uh, him a true wrestling legend. Dusty Rhodes will won in nearly everywhere he went, except WWE. It's okay, though, because in 2007, he was honored in the WWE Hall of Fame. And he will never, ever be forgotten by wrestling fans all over the world. May he rest in peace. And your thoughts on this, Mr. Hill Bob? Truly a remarkable 50 titles. That's just unheard of. It's unimaginable. The guy's a freaking uh, master at winning championships. Not only that, 
He's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He had fun doing it at the same time. He liked to showboat. He liked to dance. He liked to uh, flirt with the ladies. He had a great time. And, uh, you know, American Ring, if he was still here today, which I know he's not, but if he was here, here looking about his career, he would say, I had a phenomenal career. You know, nothing, no regrets. There's nothing you can be mad. You know, maybe a little disappointed in winning championship in WWE. But, hey, that's okay because you won 50 championships in your freaking whole career. May not be in WWE, but he won 50 championships. That's truly an accomplishment that you can be proud of. And the whole family of Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, and uh, Cody Rhodes can actually now carry on their father's legacy as they're doing a great job of it still to this day, boss. Absolutely, you know, that's one thing we want to mention out that Dusty Rhodes does have two of his sons still wrestling, Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. And uh, I'm not, we're going to go over some more history on uh, the American Ring Dusty Rhodes here in just a little bit. But we're going to go over some of his uh, feuds that he had next here, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to thank everybody again for joining us. Make sure you share this uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, some of his uh, best feuds that he had was against Kevin Sullivan, Harley Race, The Nature Boy Ric Flair, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Stephen Connell. We're going to go over some of them right now, his top five feuds right now. Professional uh, wrestling uh, legend, the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, died on Thursday on this report here. It says, an incredible legacy left behind. Rhodes uh, was a Texas legend. They will go down in history as uh, one of the most best of all time, both in WWE and out. It also leaves behind two sons who are still in the wrestling business, Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. Here is a look at five memorable feuds in the career of the American ring, Dusty Rhodes. Kevin Sullivan is his number one uh, feud we have here. Rhodes uh, got his wrestling start in Florida alongside the men of Kevin, uh, Steve, my bad, Steve, Kevin, and uh, Mike Graham and more. He started a lot as a villain, but then he uh, turned face and never looked back. That made it apparent that the biggest foe in Florida would be Kevin Sullivan, a wrestler with a dynamic character, Rhodes, also feuded with other men such as Big Cat, Ernie, Led, and Sullivan was very memorable. Your thoughts on that feud uh, with Kevin Sullivan and uh, Dusty Rhodes, Mr. Bob? Well, you know, to me, I thought it was fantastic. You got two of the best of all time. And like I said, there's something special about Dusty Rhodes. He had that charisma. He had... He, uh, he just something. He just looked like a guy that you could hang out with at the house and have a really good time with, and that's what Dusty Rhodes did. He made he put a smile on everybody's face. Kevin Sullivan was a badass heel back then, and you know he played a, a part so damn good that you believed it. You believed that uh, Kevin Sullivan was a bad guy, and that, that's what was really awesome about 
these two guys going at it. And I think anybody should go back and look back some of these matches that they had, and they'll actually look back and say that they actually had some of the best matches of all time. All right, let's go over another one here. The next one we got is against Harley Race. The most uh, most people think about Ric Flair when it comes to roots and feuds for the NWA World Title. However, the feuds in NWA with Harley Race preceded that. Race was the best NWA champion in the 70s, and that also Rude's got his first title shots against. Race is also Race who is uh Rude's who uh Rhodes who beat him to win the first two world titles. Uh your thoughts on this, Mr. Ball? Well they had a great feud, a great rivalry, and as you can see, uh Rhodes uh beat him uh to win the first two world titles. That's truly amazing. And you know, I think the fans really really enjoyed that feud and I think everybody should go back and look back the history and they go back and they look at these history matches and they realize that these guys absolutely gave us the best time the best matches the best everything that they could possibly give us and back then you know we that it was okay for the superstars to bleed and that's why it made these matches more compelling the next one we got on the list is the nature of war Ric Flair up next was the biggest feud of Rouge's career, which was against the Nature Boy Ric Flair and his sable and the Four Horsemen. Uh, Flair won the first world title from Rouge back in 1981, and from that moment on, the two of them were the uh, marginal enemies. Rouge uh, was a blue-collar man fighting from the, the fans where Flair was a rich and honorable Playboy, they were a perfect match. Your thoughts on that, Mr. Bob? Just like that report said, boss, they were a perfect match. They were absolutely the perfect match because the nature boy Ric Flair had the charisma and the American Dream Dusty Rhodes had that charisma. But not only that, Dusty Rhodes was the dirtiest player in the game. He's like the style showboat and both of them guys like the showboat. And that's what made the match fun. You knew that from the get-go. This is going to be fun because you got two guys that have a lot of charisma, and they're definitely over with the crowd. Both, I mean, both the crowd loved them. And that probably when their fans are looking at this, they don't know really exactly who they're cheering for. You got two iconic figures, two legendary guys going at it. You're just hoping somehow that one of these guys, both these guys, lose. And it's one of these kind of the matches that. You just wish it would never end. You wish you could just keep on fighting forever. You know, and that, that just shows you how great raster and performers they were back then. And the nature of why Ric Flair, absolutely the dirtiest player in the game. And I think Dusty Rhodes had to run for his money whenever he was facing the nature of Ric Flair. Because in a lot of people's mind, the nature of Ric Flair could possibly be the greatest wrestler of all time. Let's go over another one here. And I agree. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Rhodes' uh, first time in WWE was uh, mostly forgettable. And it was uh, put in uh, polka dots and given a silly dancing uh, woman to stand by his side. Rhodes, uh, Rhodes uh, just worked hard and get over. It's the biggest feud in WWE was against... The Macho Man, 
Randy Savage, a feud that was almost as big as the world title feuds of that time. Your thoughts on this feud, Mr. Hibbop? I love this feud. It don't get any sweeter. It don't get any better than this. You got two guys, like I said, that are freaking over with the crowd. Everybody loved Macho Man Randy Savage. Ron, Ron, Macho Man Randy Savage can play both sides. He can play the good guy. He can play the bad guy. And one thing about uh, Macho Man, he's a guy that would go out there and show up with the crowd. Both of these guys, Dusty Rhodes and Macho Man, would come out with, you know, beautiful women. You know, Macho Man sometimes would come out with his wife, Elizabeth. And that really made the match interesting because then you got women involved in this match. Not only is it between Macho Man and Dusty Rhodes, but you got to keep your eyes open and wondering what's going to happen. Is, is you're going to have one of these ladies that are going to get involved in the match, you know. That is what makes the matches more uh, compelling, more interesting, because you never know exactly what's going to happen. And when you don't know exactly what's going to happen and what the outcome's going to be, that's what's going to make the match uh, more exciting for the fans to watch. The next one we're going to talk about is Steve Cornell. Rhodes made a stop in the ECW in the late in his career. While there, he uh, feuded with Steve Cornell, the young version of Dusty Rhodes, who was uh, challenged his idol in a series of matches, and they were a bloody and brutal as anything in his career. And it was a great passing of the torch moment. Your thoughts on this, Mr. Bob? Indeed, a great passing of the torch, you know. And as you get to that point, and the same thing we're going to see with John Cena, you get to a point where you, you got to carry on. The, the guy, somebody else has got to carry on the legacy. Somebody else has got to carry on the name of the business. I mean, keep the show rolling for the fans, so to speak. As they say, the show must go on. And that's what, you know, Steve Cannell did. He just passed it on to the future. And then uh, Dusty Rhodes took it from there. And Dusty Rhodes took it to a whole other level. And that's what made Dusty Rhodes so great. He was good on the mic. He was good at dancing. He knew how to get the women. He was good at everything. Good at wrestling. You name it. Dusty Rhodes could do it. He was absolutely, truly one of the greatest of all time, boss. That's why my privilege and honor to sit here. And it's just really sad that he's no longer with us. But I know somewhere in spirit he's watching down and smiling down upon us and you know, that's just what it makes us all about, is that we're keeping the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, legacy alive and well by doing this podcast here today. And it's truly my honor to get to do it with you, boss. Very well said, Mr. Bob. And now we're going to talk next a little bit about is when you heard that American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, going into the WWE Hall of Fame, what was that like for you, Mr. Bob? A very emotional night, to say the least, and... You know, I, I, I'm so glad that he got in the Hall of Fame. I wish it would have been a lot sooner because the guy deserves it. The guy, he's dedicated his whole life for the fans. And you can just see that he genuinely had a love for the wrestling, for the sport of wrestling. And he had a good heart because he loved the superstars. And furthermore, he was like a fan like all of us, you know. And just like he did with Seth Rollins, he named his dog. Uh, after the name of Chef Rollins whenever he was in Ring of Honor, or Tyler Black, you know, Ty Black. You know, it just shows you how much he loved the business. He loved it, and he, he gave his heart, his sweat, his tears. And, and that shows. That shows. When you when you have someone that just really loves the business as much as Dusty Rhodes did, 
and we know he did, there ain't no doubt about it, that that, that actually makes him get even more over with the crowd because the fans love him, and the fans, because they're a fan themselves, and, you know, that's what makes things more exciting for the fans. When you have somebody that is a good baby face and a good has a good heart, as the American Dream Dusty Rose, he became a larger-than-life superstar and became an American superhero, just like the incredible, the immortal one Hulk Hogan did. And uh, it's just really sad that he's no longer with us. But I know, I know, no, no doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen, he's always going to be remembered in our hearts, and that's truly uh, what it's all about here, is remembering the legacy, the legend of the American Green, Dusty Rhodes. Very well said, Mr. Bob. And like you said, it is very sad that he's no longer with us. But like you said, I know somewhere he is uh, watching and looking down upon us. And we really love doing this for you guys. And we hope you guys are enjoying this po uh, podcast that we're doing for you. We're going to go over some of the uh, biography of Dustin, Dusty Rhodes here for you guys. His uh, real name was uh, Virgil Riley Runnels Jr. Um, he got born on October 11th of 1945. And, of course, he passed on June 11th of 2015. Better known as the American Dream, Dusty Rose was the American professional wrestler, booker, trainer, who was most notable, worked for a National Wrestling Alliance with Jim Cornette Promotions. Mm -hmm. His uh, World Wrestling Federation, later known as WWE. And this is following his retirement from wrestling, he made an occasional on-air appearances in WWE television, pay-per-views, and worked as a backstage booker and producer in WWE NXT's developmental territory. Billed as a son of a plumber, Rhodes uh, looks like did not have a typical wrestling uh, physical, and it looks like his character was uh, that of the common man known for the per personality Established in the interviews, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon remarked that the no wrestler personified the assemblance, the charisma, quite like Dusty Rhodes did. Very well said by Vince on that one. Uh, your thoughts on that, Mr. Hillel? My thoughts on that, you know, as a guy that, that was working in NXT and did so much for NXT, and if it wasn't for... American Dream, Dusty Rose, the, what he did, I don't know if NXT would still be here. And I think it's really awesome that in NXT, they're doing that uh, Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, honoring a, they're, they're basically like their father of NXT, and a guy who they love, and a, a tribute to him as well. And that's really awesome that they're keeping his memory and his legacy alive and well. And I know how much Dusty Rhodes loved the tag team division as well. Absolutely. I was going to ask you about how did you feel about the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic still going strong. And what about NXT's takeover? New Orleans. You know, we just recently had that, Mr. Bob. And the Undisputed Era won that. And what was that like for you, Mr. Bob, uh, and watching NXT's takeover New Orleans? as we pay tribute to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. 
It truly is awesome, boss. It's, it's all inspiring, and it's great. You, you get choked up, you get emotional, because you know you, you were doing something that is, is so amazing, so incredible. They were here honoring a legend that gave his life, basically his whole life, his career, his uh, sweat, tears, the tears that he gave. Blood, sweat, tears, ladies and gentlemen. He gave us everything. And, and that's what for me makes this so uh, so touching, so all-aspiring, and makes every fan watching that they want to be, they want to grow up. They want to be like the American Dream Dusty Rose. They want to be that next icon, that next wrestler. And hopefully somewhere down the line, you know, maybe one of you fans that are listening to this podcast can grow up and be the next, maybe not the next Dusty Rhodes, but you can carry on a legacy, something similar to his. And if this doesn't inspire you to want to lace up your boots and get in the ring and become a wrestler, I don't know what this. Because American Dream Dusty Rhodes makes anybody feel good, and he put a smile on your face. And the day that he passed, it, it just broke everybody's heart. It literally did. It, it broke everybody's heart in two. But, and on the other hand, ladies and gentlemen, we know that he's still with us in spirit, and that's what makes uh, it so exciting, knowing that we're still here in WWE, we're keeping his, uh, the American dream alive in our hearts, and he truly did. Dusty Rhodes truly did live the American dream, boss. He truly did. Very well said, Mr. Avog. Uh, well... We're hearing that the cause of death, ladies and gentlemen, was due to his kidneys giving out on him, which was very sad. The spouses that he had was Sandra Runnels, looks like from 1965, divorced on 1975. Then we had Michelle Runnels in 1978 and his, his death in 2015, sadly. Uh, four children, including Dustin Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, and uh, we also have family of Brandy Runnels, daughter-in-law. Then we have Fred Atunga, Atungban, uh, brother-in-law. Then we have Jerry Sags, brother-in-law. And then uh, ring name, we had uh, Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Runnels, and a Midnight Rider. That's all the names that Dusty Rhodes had. Then uh, his uh, build height was six foot. 1 inches, 185 centimeters. Build weight was 289 and uh, 131 kilometers. And is a uh, build from Austin, Texas. And uh, looks like in the canyon of Colorado. And also it says trained by, looks like Joe uh, Latchman. And that was back in 1967. And retired in 2007. Pretty phenomenal career. And uh, let's go over uh, something else here for you fans. Thank you guys again for joining us. Anybody who wants to go back and look at the biography, it's all you got to do is, is look it up, Google it. It's on there, and it talks all about his phenomenal career that he had. And did he ever have a phenomenal career? Now we're going to talk about the legacy here. It uh, looks like uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament here that they started. 
the NXT General Manager William Regal created the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament in honor of the legacy of Rhodes, the first tournament that won by Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Finn Balor and Samoa Joe on October the 7th of 2015 at Winter Park, Florida, NXT's TakeOver Respect defeated Baron Corbin and Rhino in the finale. Then the next uh, year, we had the Authors of Pain, Ankum and Razor, on November the 19th, 19th uh, uh, 2016, Toronto, Canada, NXT's TakeOver Toronto defeated TM61 in the finale. Then the most recent one, of course, was uh, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, and Kyle Ratty Rally, April 7th. Uh, 2018, New Orleans, Louisiana, NXT's TakeOver New Orleans, defeated the Olives of Pain, Pete Dunne, Roddick Strong, in the finale, which was also a triple threat tag team match with the tag team uh, championship on the line. Don't get any better than that, folks. And also, ladies and gentlemen, his finishing moves that he had was the bionic uh, elbow, figure four leg leg lock. Signature moves was the uh, backhand chop, and then the uh, batting the corner off opponent's forehead, DDT, diving crossbody, drop kick, flying clothesline, hair pull, multiple punch slap, and combinations. And pretty amazing some of this stuff you could just look up here. And a roading uh, vertical suplex, shoulder block, sleeping hold. And the managers that he had was Gary Hart, Dr. Jerry Graham, Baby Doll, and, um, and some more here. Rasser managers, we had Dustin Rhodes, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Nicknames, American Ring, The Bull of Woods, Dirty Dusty, The Common Man, the Son of a Plumber, Stardust, and that may have where uh, Cody Rhodes got his uh, Stardust gimmick there. And uh, entrance theme songs was a uh, Common Man Boogie by Jimmy Hart and JJ. Uh, that was back in 1989 to 1991 to 2006, June 11, 2015. Then we had the Old Time Rock and Roll by Bob Seger. And 1984-1986, then we had The Rock House by Jimmy Hart and H. Hellman, WCW, was a part-time of the New World Order in 1998. This is why I sing the blues by The Reckless Fortune and ECW 2000, The Midnight Rider by Willie Nelson, ROH 2003. Don't forget, The American Dream had a great career in Ring of Honor as well. And as this goes on, he had quite a few different theme songs. But the most pretty awesome about his career had 50 state big-time wrestling championship. He won the NWA North American World Heavyweight Championship and a big-time wrestling championship. The NWA World Tag Team Championships Detroit one time. And he also won the uh, Central State Wrestling, the NWA Central State Heavyweight Championship, and the NWA North American Tag Team Championships. 
Championship Wrestling from Florida. He had the NWA Base Brass Knuckles Championship Florida version two times there. And it also says NWA Florida with the Birmingham Championship one time. Then the NWA Florida Globe uh, Tag Team Championships one time. And then the NWA uh, Florida Heavyweight Championship 12 times. Um, not whopping 12 times. The NWA Florida Tag Team Championship four times. And uh, this is amazing accomplishments here. NWA Florida Television Championship two, twice. The NWA Southern Heavyweight Championship a whopping 10 times, fans. The NWA United States Tag Team Championship Florida version two times. And then, ladies and gentlemen, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship three times. The NWA uh, Florida Heavyweight Championship Tournament in 1978. The NWA United States Tag Team Championships Tournament in 1980. And that just, uh, oh, just absolutely amazing. The list goes on here because we got the Georgia Championship Wrestling. The NWA Georgia Heavyweight uh, Championship one time. The NWA National Heavyweight Championship one time. NWA World Heavyweight Championship one time. It's just amazing. The list goes on and on. And the guy, 50 championships, ladies and gentlemen. 50, 50 championships. Amazing. All right, Mr. Bob Joe. Uh, so much this guy has achieved. How has one work and we possibly sum it up for the American Green Dusty Rose? Well, I tell you, there ain't really no other word to describe him than uh, truly... The American Dream, Balshin. Uh, he's the American Dream. He lived it. He lived it, Balshin. He truly lived the career that any wrestling fan, any wrestling superstar would have just dreamed to have. And that's pretty much one word I can describe up to American Dream is the word dreamed. And I tell you what, he dreamed it. And if you can, that just such a show. Put your mind to it, folks. If you can put your, you can dream it. Put your mind to it. You can do anything. All you got to do is believe in yourself. And that's what the American dream. You know, he believed in himself. And it's because of all you fans out there who supported the American dream made, made the American dream believe in himself as well. So it wasn't for all you fans out there who supported the American dream. You know, who would have known the American dream would have been at the, where he's at right now if it wasn't for all you fans supporting him out there. So kudos gras to all you fans out there. Supporting the American Dream. Well, how do you think the American Dream Dusty Rhodes will be best remembered, Mr. Bob? Well, I tell you what, he's going to be best remembered as one of the guys who gave us his everything. He truly did. There's really no word to describe it. A guy who bled, sweat, and tears. He poured his whole heart into this business. He loved his business. He loved his fans. The fans loved him. And a guy that truly would do anything, do anything, absolutely, for the very best, to make the very best in NXT, and he truly did. And if it wasn't for uh, American Dream and, you know, in NXT, working behind the scenes, I, you know, I just don't know if NXT would be as great as it is right now. It's because of him that really pushed these superstars, and he believed in these superstars, and not only that, he was a fan of them as well. And, and I tell you what, that just it just really chokes you up that he's not here anymore. But when you look back, you can say, 
one thing about it, he had a phenomenal career. A, a career that we're all going to remember. And uh, I, I just, you know, one of these days, we hope that we get to meet him in the sky and join him there in the, the pearly gates. But uh, tell you what, and now, as we know that he's not here anymore, but his spirit is with us, by God. He lives in our hearts. And I know Cody Rhodes and uh, Dustin Rhodes going to carry on his legacy, and I think they're doing a absolutely Great job. I know Cody Rhodes is doing a great job in New Japan, Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor there. And it just it just blows my mind how great they're doing. And I just know that Dusty Rhodes is so proud of him. So proud of his sons. They're doing such a great job. And I know that they miss their father every, every second of the day. It doesn't there's a, there's a time or a day or a minute that goes by that they don't miss their father. I know how that, how that goes, and, uh, you know, I'm just so honored that we got to talk about the American Dream Best of Rhodes, because he truly was, and forever will be, one of the greatest of all time. And very well said, Mr. Bob, and I really enjoy doing this podcast with, with you and all these wonderful fans listening to us, and we just want to tell everybody the next time we come on here to do another Legacy of Legend podcast, we're going to talk all about are you ready for this? Rowdy Roddy Piper. The hot rod himself. Rowdy Roddy Piper. I cannot wait to we get to talk about the hot rod with you, Mr. Bob. Another guy that has been passed on and uh, a guy that we're going to get to uh, talk about his legacy. And I'm so honored that we get to do that for all these fans. It's truly going to be a lot of fun. So make sure everybody joins us as we talk about the hot rod. And no doubt about it. He was a hot rod, all right. He was truly a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to talk about the hot rod with you, uh, Bosky. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope everybody enjoyed the show and the podcast here for you guys. Remembering the life, the legend, the legacy, the career, made American Dream Dusty Rhodes. And I just want to say thank you to the American Dream Dusty Rhodes for a phenomenal career that you had. Thank you for everything you've done for this business wasn't for you that, uh, you know, NXT may have not been around and you will never, ever be forgotten. And uh, may you truly rest in peace to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. As we pay tribute to the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, one more time, playing his theme song. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes theme song. We'll see you next time. I'm the Boss King, Chase Carter, signing off. Have a great weekend, everybody.